Now we turn to our first segment at Columbia University, where 3,000 graduate student workers have been on strike for two months as of yesterday. It's the largest active labor strike in the country right now. The workers have held strong, and Columbia and Columbia's management has started to make some substantial concessions. This is a university whose endowment has grown from about $11 billion to more than $14 billion during the pandemic. But there's still at least one major sticking point that's holding up an agreement. Joining us now to talk about the strike and the negotiations is Sarmad Akach, an organizer with Student Workers of Columbia. He's a Fulbright scholar and a master's student at the Mailman School of Public Health at Columbia. Sarmad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Sure. So um, for, for starting out for our listeners, um, before we go into the details of the negotiations, can uh, you just quickly remind us of, of what y'all have gone on strike for, what your major uh, demands have been? Yeah, that's right. Um, we've been on strike for eight weeks now. Um, and at the commencement of the strike, we had some um, key demands. Um, the first of them was we wanted – um, neutral and fair arbitration in cases of uh, discrimination and harassment. Um, Colombia has a very bad track record of um, handling such claims. Um, in the last five years, uh, 95% of claims that were made fell of sexual harassment discrimination claims fell in favour of faculty. Um, so we want neutral arbitration, which means that if a victim of sexual harassment or discrimination makes a claim, they can refer to a third party outside of the university to handle the investigation. Uh, the second um, article that we're, we're demanding is compensation. Um, that's a living wage that's commensurate with living in New York City. Um, and the third claim was comprehensive uh, healthcare um, that included uh, dental and vision. Um, and the fourth and final point was um, unit recognition, meaning that everyone, according to the NLRB, the National um, Labor Relations Board, be included in the unit um, so that they are covered by these protections. Right. Now, I understand you all have made a substantial progress on, I think, three of those four uh, demands. It seems like the university's uh, uh, buckling a little bit. Can you talk about the, the progress you've made at the, at the bargaining table? Yeah, that's right. Um, Colombia's getting really desperate now. Um, this is the strike's been incredibly disruptive um, for both undergraduate and graduate students. Um, we have been uh, successful in obtaining uh, protections um, for uh, cases of discrimination and harassment that allow um, a student worker at Columbia to seek independent arbitration um, if they're subject to those um, conditions. Um, we've also uh, been able to get them to raise the wage um, from $15. Uh, at the moment, it's up to $21, but we're hoping to still get that up uh, to $22 starting in January next year. Um, and we've also uh, managed to get them to include, uh, largely include dental care um, for uh, student workers, um, uh, which had previously been omitted. Um, and the last and final point, which we're in the process of negotiating, is re recognition of our, all of our unit members um, according to state and to federal law. So uh, how many of, of your members are they trying to keep out of the unit, roughly? I know, I know there's a lot of de mm. departments at the university to keep track of, but how extensive yeah. is their effort to keep people out of yeah. the union? 
Yeah, we actually feel that at the moment, it's probably we anticipate that about 50% of the workers would be excluded. Um, but what we are more concerned about than how many excludes in the first place is that this is the first ever contract at Columbia University. It's entire in its 200 year history. No agreement has been reached between student workers and the university. So we fear that if we don't get recognition in the first contract, in five years' time, at the next contract, there's going to be new issues and recognition is going to be completely off the table. Um, it also creates a two-tier system, which means that um, Columbia can systematically restructure hiring processes um, as per the agreement um, to exclude workers in the future. And we've seen universities like Brown and Harvard attempt to do the same thing. And also, I mean, we've seen in in this sort of uh, um, a season of uh, labor strikes uh, across the country that uh, two-tier systems uh, it's prevalent in the i mean the auto industry we saw it with the the kellogg's uh, workers who were on strike for two months so it, it it's interesting it's it's not only uh something that happens in industrial unions but it also is happening at this uh, prestigious university yeah that's exactly right um and even more locally um the clerical workers at columbia uh, in the past um, had exactly the same issues um, and they converted many of the uh, appointments, the part-time appointments, uh, to casual appointments. So even Columbia has a track record of casualizing workers and creating a two-tier system. Right. And, and can you describe uh, what kind of work the 3,000 members of your union do, just for yeah, our listeners? Yes. Yeah, they can broadly be divided into um, teaching assistants and research assistants. Um, teaching assistants uh, do anything from holding office hours, um, managing logistics of, uh, of a course, replying to student emails, um, grading assignments, writing exam questions. Uh, so any of those things fall under a TA's responsibilities. Um, I'll give you an example. So if you have a course, an undergraduate course, let's say a history subject, you'll have about 150 students in that. You only have one professor. And underneath that professor, you usually have about 10 to 15 TAs that really do the bulk of work. The instructor can only take one session of 10 students. They do the main lecture, and then they can only take a um, section of 10 to 15 students. So it's really all of us graduate workers that provide that one-on-one um, -on -one close instruction services. Okay. And, and, and um, as you were starting to say, they, they want to structure the, the contract in a way that would not only uh, keep about 50% of your members out of, out of the bargaining unit and, and deny them these benefits we've been talking about, but it sounds like they could, could by structuring it that way, they would create incentives for themselves to, to try to steer as many more people into um into a a, a casual uh, work uh status outside of the union yeah that's absolutely correct john that's exactly what they would do they you know for example classic example that um for brown university have been doing you take a 20-hour position but now the cutoff is you have to work a minimum of 15 hours and they split one 20-hour job into two 10-hour casual jobs and there's just nothing that the student worker can do about that. Every anyone is going to seek, you know, if you if you um, say, look, we have two 10-hour jobs going, someone's going to apply for it. Someone's going to take that job. Whereas as it stands now, that's one 20-hour job, and that person is covered. 
So it's very, very simple for the administration to restructure a hiring appointment and simply make it a casual appointment. There's absolutely no reason they can't do that. Right. And and I understand the the administration wants a five-year contract agreement. The union's seeking a three-year agreement. Obviously, a five-year contract agreement would give them uh, even more time to uh, pursue this uh, this uh, two-tier system. Is that correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Um, and it is their hope that um, it would weaken the union over five years. They have more time to fragment the union. Um, and so that's why we're very cautious of a, um, a long-term a long-term appointment. It also gives them more time to normalise the casualization of workers. So that in five years' time, students just think it's normal to be employed on a casual appointment and not have the protections. They don't know that previously people were on permanent appointments and were covered under the unit. Right. So, so where are you all uh, going to do going forward? Where, where do negotiations go from here? Uh, that's right. That's a good question. So at the moment, um, we're holding a, um, uh, a meeting to, tonight, actually, um, and then we're going to meet with the university at the start of next week. Um, but we are trying to situate ourselves in a position where recognition is non-negotiable. We've just released a petition um, in the last week. We've had 1,600 people sign on to that petition um, advocating for full unit recognition as per federal law. Um, and that's included students, um, graduate workers, and faculty professors as well. And, and can you talk about the solidarity you've received uh, not only from full-time faculty members at, at your campus community, but from the broader labor movement here in New York? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the uh, solidarity has been amazing. Um, we've had uh, the other unions from uh, other universities uh, that have been um, supporting us. Um, the Teamsters have brought down um, Scabby the Rat down to campus, um, the big <laughs> giant blow-up rat. Um, we have had um, the Amazon Union supporting us. Um, we've had Congress who have written all the elected representatives of um, the U.S. Congress have written a letter of support to the university um, advocating for a fair agreement. Um, we also had uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, um, call Bollinger, President Bollinger, twice in support of us. So there's really been really amazing solidarity um, for labor unions and for the Columbia workers. Right. And the, the university um, uh, last month, I think they set a December 10th uh, deadline for uh, striking uh, graduate student workers to uh, essentially uh, surrender and if they wanted to be reappointed for the spring semester. I mean, it seemed like a pretty flagrant attempt at a uh, union busting. Uh, how, how did that work out? And did the, uh, did the university achieve what it uh, wanted to, or um, were, were y'all able to uh, see your way through that? Yeah, that's correct. Um, it was an egregious example of union busting um, and retaliation. Uh, in terms of our unit, um, it was unsuccessful in busting the union. We had uh, a vote to um, continue through that week uh, of 85% of our unit members um, voted to continue going on strike. So fortunately, it had no effect on busting the unit, um, but it has resulted in um, our uh, union uh, filing an unfair labour practice um, against Columbia University. Okay. And uh, last question before we have to go, which is uh, for our listeners who, who might want to uh, both uh, follow the strike more, but also uh, su- try to support y'all, 
what can they do and where can they go for more information? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, we've got a website, um, which is if you just Google um, SWC, so Social Workers of Columbia, um, which has our regular updates. Um, you you mean Student Workers of Columbia? Uh, sorry, Student Workers of Columbia, uh, SWC um, Columbia. Uh, and it will have links to our Twitter and Instagram there with the most up-to-date information. And through those pages and through our websites, uh, we have generic templates that you can um, simply copy and paste and email to administrators um, of the university um, in support of the, the labor union. And, and in terms of um, uh, material support, some of your members have been without paychecks for a while. Is, That's is there correct. a way for so people on- to... Yes, on the website as well, um, there is a, a can donate to our hardship fund. Um, uh-huh. The hardship fund basically uh, supports us um, in being able to go on strike because, um, as you know, we, we, we're not getting paid while we're on strike from the university. We're, we're withholding our labor. So donations can be made through the web, uh, through our website as well. Okay. Well, Sarmad Akash, thank you so much for joining us on WBAI Radio this evening. Thanks for having me, John. Appreciate it. You bet. So we once again, we got to hear from uh, organizer with the Student Workers of Columbia leading the largest active union strike in the country right now. 